Hello and welcome to Tanjimar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Thursday, April 27th. Coming up on today's Tanjimar Report, we bring you a number of items from the week at Tanjimar Council and an update on the first-degree murder trial of Henry Potty, which will continue next week in a Moncton courtroom. That's coming up shortly, but first... Tanchamar has hired a new treasurer, and it's the old treasurer. Former Sackville treasurer Michael Beal has been serving as acting treasurer for Tanchamar since the amalgamation, even though his official job title is director of compliance in the new town. But in a brief two-minute-long public meeting on Tuesday, Tanchamar Council approved the following motion, as read by Councillor Allison Butcher. I move that Council appoint Michael Beal as the Director of Financial Services, Treasurer, of the Municipality of Tantramar in accordance with Section 71.1 of the Local Governance Act. The motion was approved unanimously. CAO Jennifer Bourne was not immediately available for comment, but said in a news release that Beal is a valued member of the senior management team and is known throughout municipalities in our province for being a municipal leader in public sector finance. Beal had served as treasurer from 1999 through to 2022, sometimes stepping in as acting CAO during that time. The town's release said it will share news about a realignment of duties regarding Beal's former position as director of corporate compliance, which was a new department that was created with amalgamation. The motion to appoint Beal came in a two-minute public session that followed an in-camera meeting of council on Tuesday. An agenda for the in-camera meeting included just one agenda item, an HR matter. But in the two minutes following the meeting, Tanchamar Council also passed another mysterious motion. Here it is, read by Councillor Michael Tower. I move that Council ratify the direction given at the special meeting of Council of April 25, 2023. CHMA has reached out to Tanchamar's mayor, clerk, and CAO to inquire about the seemingly meaningless motion. The Municipal Governance Act requires that decisions are not made at closed meetings, which means that even when items are discussed confidentially, if Council decides on an action or policy, it must pass a motion at the next open meeting. At their meeting on Monday, Tanjamar councillors heard a bit about what happened to Aaron the Heron, the nickname for the Heron sculpture that stands outside the Salvation Army building at Bridge and Weldon. Here's Director of Community and Corporate Services, Kieran Miller. Residents may have noticed that uh, Aaron the Heron is covered up. Um, so the Heron's Watts uh, sculpture was damaged uh, sometime in the last couple of weeks. And we're working with the artists on a solution to repair the piece, and it will remain um, covered um, in the meantime for protection. For a bit over a week now, the Heron has been surrounded by plywood, and a small crack in the bird's leg is visible underneath the encasement. At their meeting Monday, Tanchamar Council also heard about the staff recommendation of a company to take on a brand development project for the new town. With a budget of $60,000, Tanchamar issued an RFP in early March in search of someone to help the town develop its new visual identity. Here's Kieran Miller again talking about the process to evaluate the 10 proposals received for the project. We received some really excellent submissions from New Brunswick, Ontario and Alberta. A committee of three staff members made up of myself, 
Ron Kelly Spurls, our Manager of Tourism and Business Development, and CAO Jennifer Bourne reviewed the proposals using the evaluation matrix and selected the top five proposals. We then invited a staff member of Mount Allison University's Marketing Department to provide some professional expertise and review these top five proposals. The full group then met to review and discuss the scores and finalize a recommendation for Council. The group's top pick is The Details Design, a Fredericton-based design and strategy agency whose past clients include Opportunities NB, the Beaverbrook Art Gallery, and St. Thomas University. Councillor Josh Gauguin asked what made them stand out in the scoring. The Details Design is a really experienced team. We do have some experience with them. They did some of our website work and visuals. Um, and they are partnering with a, another consulting firm, uh, Porter O'Brien, and that was a lot of value for us. So the details is very strong in design, and then um, Porter O'Brien is very strong in the kind of strategic component of this exercise. All proposals that met the $60,000 budget were given the same score on price. So unlike with tenders for public works projects, the lowest price did not necessarily win the project. Miller said proposals ranged in price from about $49,000 to $60,000, not including taxes. The cost of the branding may come out of Tanchamar's budget, but the hope is that it will be covered by the province, considering it's an expense directly related to the forced amalgamation of Sackville, Dorchester, and surrounding local service districts. Here's Mayor Andrew Black. In the provincial budget, um, the province put $3.1 million dollars to be used to assist local governments with marketing and promotional requirements related to their new names. So $3.1 million for the entire province. So $60,000 as as an application should be, be, hopefully, um, awarded to us from the province uh, if that's what they're specifically asking for. So fingers crossed. Strutz Gallery Open Studio Artist-in-Residence Joshua Schwabel is speaking tonight from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Lawrence Street Gallery on the question of how we understand the economic infrastructures that enable the exhibition of art. Schwebel is a trans artist based in Montreal and Berlin, known for his particularly direct form of site-specific institutional critique. Schwebel's time in Sackville is part of a long-term research project investigating the relationship between philanthropy and resource extraction. The research, the research in Sackville will focus on Pierre Lassonde, gold mining magnet, art collector, and former chair of both the Canada Council for the Arts and the Musée National des Beaux-Arts in Quebec, and also sponsoring namesake of Mount Allison's School of Fine Arts. Schwebel will talk tonight at Struts from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And finally today. The jury in the ongoing murder trial of Henry Potty has been dismissed for the week while the judge and lawyers involved discuss a legal matter related to the trial. Henry Potty is accused of the first-degree murder of Jamie Laird, who was last seen on May 25, 2021, the day Crown attorneys believe he was shot and killed in his home in Upper Cape. Judge Robert Dysart dismissed the jury on Wednesday afternoon after three partial days of testimony from witnesses this week. On Tuesday afternoon, the jury heard about how Jamie Laird's body was found by concerned citizens about 24 hours after those same citizens shared information on the whereabouts with the Sackville RCMP. They also heard what happened to three rifles that were turned over to police in connection with Laird's murder. 
Jeff Trenholm of Port Elgin testified he had learned of the whereabouts of Laird's remains from Colt LeBlanc and had given the information to the police about 24 hours before he and Laird's friend, Shannon Wall, decided to try to find the remains. The two soon discovered the site where Laird's body had been burned and covered with debris off the Trans-Canada Trail near Coburg, New Brunswick. Trenholm knew Laird from growing up in Port Elgin and told the court his motivation was simply to help find this woman's son, in reference to Doris Laird, Jamie's mother. On Tuesday, the jury also heard from Denise Johnson of Point Butte, who says she purchased the three rifles submitted as evidence in the trial through her son, Zach Johnson. Johnson ended up turning in the guns to police on June 3rd, the same day Jamie Laird's body was discovered, and a police officer had visited her home looking for her son. Johnson turned in the guns but lied to the police about how she obtained them. She testified that her son begged her to lie because he was afraid of being caught violating a court order, barring him from contact with his girlfriend and the possession of firearms. It wasn't until nearly two years later, when Johnson was served with a summons to testify in the current trial, that she went to police to change her statement. Under cross-examination by defense lawyer Nathan Gorham, Johnson admitted she did nothing right a mother should have done and that she understands what she did was wrong. That's it for the Tanchamar Report for this Thursday, April 27th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Thank you.